Welcome to another edition of the Coalition 936 podcast, coming together for a better community. I am J.P. Heath, a youth prevention coordinator with the Coalition, primarily in tobacco prevention. We'll have an update from all things around the Coalition with our great executive director, Sharon Crook, coming up shortly. But first, we want to start our series of interviews that highlight our wonderful board of directors. Uh, Macy Dover is the director of marketing for GBCS, the uh, Whataburger chains here across our great uh, Piney Woods. She's done that for six and a half years, and she has served on our board for four years. I know her as the woman that signs the check, so we have to be nice to her. Macy, <laughs> how are you doing? Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I'm doing good. Good, good. Yeah, I've known you quite a while in a, a few different capacities, but uh, today we're going to be talking about the uh, coalition side of things. But just what fuels your motivation to be involved? Because as I said in my intro, you've, I mean, you've been at Whataburger six and a half years, and obviously y'all are very community-minded, but also with the board and uh, got a great uh, family connections across East Texas. Uh, but just what, what fuels that motivation to be involved? Well, I think that... Um Angelina County is an amazing place to live, and I think the the coalition makes it um, an even better, safer community. And so now that I have kids and plan to raise my family here, um, I want to do everything I can to uh, help the coalition continue to improve our area. So that's what really drives my motivation to, to be involved. And you're a very active uh, member, but what have been, I guess this kind of doesn't apply to the last few months. I mean, we're starting to get back to the, the normal swing of things, but in the grand scheme and some background, which we'll talk about later too, you were a drug-free all-star as well. But but what have been some of your favorite activities, I guess, adult Macy has taken part oh, in? Well, I enjoy um, helping plan the Drug-Free Business Partnership Luncheon. Um, always come to that, and then I like to help set up and tear down and plan that um, from the ground up. Uh, event planning is kind of uh, ties into my job at Whataburger. Um, I also enjoy watching the Drug-Free All-Stars and uh, how their year goes and, and how involved the kids are. And that's why I volunteer to help interview Drug-Free All-Stars um, for the upcoming year. And then I also donate a scholarship every year for one of the um, Drug-Free All-Stars when they apply for those. So I enjoy um, being able to give back to um, a drug-free all-star for their their plans for college. I, I think most people have an idea of what a board of directors is. Sharon, when we're on different calls um, outside of the board, they always compliment you all because there's such a, a diverse background from the business sector, from different uh, racial backgrounds. Speak to that, how the coalition really does. And this goes to Janet Taylor, uh, too, in, in a, a while back when the coalition was originally formed, but just how there are a lot of different types of people uh, like you on the board. Yes. Well, the diversity is super important because in order to serve a community as a whole, you have to have um, representation from each area of that community. So, I think Janet and, and now Sharon and, and the whole coalition staff um, see that the diversity is key in order to really serve the community as a whole. So I think that they just put that first and foremost. And then that way we have um, diversity on our board and in our committees. And I think it trickles down all the way to the drug-free all-stars. Um, 
and all the way from the you know different schools and everything. We try to just make sure we have a really broad, um, all inclusive situation. Mm-hmm. Your perspective is different than and mine, obviously, and then and Sharon and the other staff. But as you see it, and you've been a part of the coalition in different ways. But what do you see as the role of the coalition? In the community, because we are different than, I mean, each nonprofit has such a great outlook, but uh, what, what do you see as the coalition's fit in that? I guess I truly feel that they are just here to support our community and make it a healthier, safer place to live. And Does you, that answer your question? Yeah, for sure, because okay. th- that's what comes in in the big picture, like you know this. Um, it, it's tough sometimes because we're working on very big, broad items. I, I think it's very, very hard um, when you're on the coalition and on, on staff to explain policy change. I mean, everybody agrees that getting drugs out of the hands of children, but I think that the way the coalition goes about it is a, like you said, a really broad thing. Like it's, we do it through policy change and through, um, you know, community activism and those kind of things. And I think that some people don't understand that sometimes. And then that also with the diverse board, I think the more people you have in different areas that can explain what we truly do is super helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you hit on that. That's one of the big reasons why I presented the podcast idea to Sharon is to get our message out there to control it. So you you hit on something there. Good. But as I mentioned a little bit earlier, you have a unique, a unique perspective uh, as a board member that's also a former drug-free all-star. I know there are a few of y'all uh, on the board that used to be all-stars, but I know the structure was a tad different when you're a countywide all-star. How does that help in your position now, having that direct hands-on experience? Well, I learned some leadership skills and it was probably just, again, just reiterating that importance of, you know, what the coalition really does. I have a good understanding now and I'm familiar with a lot of the programs um, from my time in the All-Stars. So that has um, proved helpful throughout college and then again through um, my professional career. Mm-hmm. So do you have any, I asked you some of the favorite adult memories earlier, but do you have any favorite memories of the All-Stars? Because I know Abby, who's our drug-free All-Star coordinator now, they've changed some things up, but uh, expanding and focusing in different areas. But uh, what do you remember from being an All-Star just a, a few years ago, Macy? My most favorite thing would probably be the volunteer events that we went to, like recovery in the park. And, um, we even volunteered at like, they had a race out of the zoo. I forgot what it was called, but anyway, it was for ADAC. ADAC sponsored it. It was just so fun to be with everybody and be out in those settings. And, you know, you're helping, but you were still having fun. And I made some friends in the drug free all-star program that I would have never met otherwise. Um, they were from other school districts and we became lifelong friends. We're still to this day friends. And so my fondest memory of the, the program as a whole is just, you know, those friendships that I've made and meeting those people that I definitely would not have met otherwise. That's great because, you know, like you, you just sat in on a lot of the interviews we just did. That That's something that the past All-Stars still talk about is how they have those friendships that that still lasts. It really encourages us that that was still something that you, you, you found back then, but right. 
Um, one of our big events annually, uh, annually, and you've mentioned this already, is the Drug-Free Business Luncheon. Uh, but as someone who has such a prominent role at Whataburger, GVCS, how, how vital has that alliance been? And I know this is kind of a softball question, but how vital is it to have a drug-free workplace uh, like Whataburger does? Well, a drug-free workplace is of utmost importance um, for you know a magnitude of reasons. But that partnership has been helpful because anytime that I need um, information or support to further the goal of a drug-free, you know, workplace and a, a healthy environment for my employees, the coalition has endless resources that they can help me with to, from smoking cessation to truly just anything that we need um, on our end to, to help our employees, they can provide me with that. So having that resource and being so close to it is extremely helpful. And finally, this last one is broad and you can steer the wheel however you want to take it. But uh, you all do so much on the board and we value uh, you all so much. And uh, we do everything we can here at the coalition. But I mean, these times are changing now. What else can we do to spread the the drug free message and and not only just get the word out, but how uh, vital not only the coalition, but that a drug free, alcohol free for for young people, that lifestyle and of course, tobacco free. I'm biased because I do tobacco prevention, but what, what else can we do to, uh, to spread that message? And, and, and what are some final thoughts for you? Honestly, I think you're doing a fabulous job. I think continue to give the drug-free all-stars all the support that they need to spread um, the message and the cause out um, in the schools because they're, you know, really boots on the ground in that aspect. And then also giving the board um, all the support and tools that they need to, you know, further the mission in the professional groups or in the religious groups or in the, uh, you know, parent groups. I think that the the better understanding that the board has of what we do exactly, um, they can further that that information to the to the masses. And then also, um, I think you're doing great things with the podcast having, um, you know, monthly newsletters, having a a very active role on Facebook. I think that all of those things kind of tie together as far as advertisement on just coalition being top of mind and people knowing when you say the coalition, what that means. You're awesome. Thanks in a few ways. Thanks for uh, what you do and on the board sector, but thanks for everything at Whataburger because y'all are so great in the community. And I love my, uh, I love my taquitos and my uh, sausage, egg, and cheese bobs. Well, of course. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you having me to um, on the podcast. I was excited. That's Macy Dover with GVCS, a, a member of our board of directors. Stay tuned. More on the podcast coming up with Executive Director Sharon Crook after this. And continuing on the podcast with our executive director of the coalition, Sharon Crook, we will spend the next few minutes giving you an update about things around, believe it or not, our pretty busy office that affect our community. Sharon, hi again. Yes. Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, not uh, not hard to get in contact, but uh, with the uh, d- <laughs> different busy schedule sometimes, uh, it's unique lining up, but uh, first off, we've we've had a lot going on since we talked to the very first debut episode, but uh, some adjustments getting back to more of a full-time office schedule. But has it been tough uh, getting used to the, the new normal that we've been, I guess, getting used to for a while now? Yeah, for sure. I think 
I think everybody in, in the business world, personal world, we're all just, you know, trying to adjust and figure out our way. We are certainly lucky here at the coalition that uh, we have an office space that allows each of our staff members to have their own space. So we, we have been able to come back into the office and kind of get back into a routine. But of course, um, you know, the part that's, that's the most bothersome, I guess, for us in our, our line of work is that we really can't, can't do public events. And that's one of the ways that we really reach out and feel like we communicate best with the, with the community is when we're out at health fairs and, and different events, we can, we can really talk to community members and, and, you know, convey our message of prevention. We talked some about the board of directors that we have during our first chat in episode one, but, uh, and I just talked to our uh, great secretary, Macy Dover, but as uh, executive director, you rely on the board so heavily. And in fact, it's really why we're named the coalition, isn't it? For those that really don't know the nuances of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and our tagline is coming together for a better community. Um, you know, that's what we were founded on is just inherently the definition of the word coalition is, you know, bringing a group of diverse people together to under unifying under one problem that they want to solve. And, um, our biggest voice that we can have on a regular basis, that is, is, is our board members. And we rely heavily on them to, to be that voice for their community or whatever sector they represent. So, you know, right now that that's one of the things that we're looking at since it's the summer, our, our board year runs from September 1 to August 31. So we're looking right now at, you know, who's going to be rolling off the board because, our board members don't serve lifetime appointments. They, they do get to roll off eventually, even though sometimes we're sad to see them go. So we're looking at, you know, making sure that we have all of those sectors represented and all of those voices uh, can be around the table when we're discussing issues that, that face our community, especially in the world of prevention. And you brought this up recently. I think we were on a Zoom call, but uh, more than once, even when the pre-pandemic world at a state meeting I know people are amazed at the involvement of uh, the board and kind of asking you for tips. Hey, how do we do that in our uh, community across Texas? But is that secret sauce really the fact that we've been around part of the community for so long? And then Janet Taylor, before you did such a, a great job, because we're a 30-year organization. Is that is that a lot of it there? Yeah, I think that that's a big, big deal. We have that name recognition. And of course, our you know drug-free all-star program, that, that really um, is a is a way that that people know us and they trust us because their kids have gone through it or um, you know they've had family members and and they know the organization that we are so yeah I think the history and I think you know just the the good work that we've been connected to over so many years um, you know being founded in 1988 that was way way back in the day and mm-hmm. the heyday of the just say no um, era. And, you know, we've shifted and we've changed since then. But I think the constant is that that people know in the community that that we're always going to be there to protect our kids from substance abuse issues. And we're going to be the ones that hopefully are speaking out and and leading the way to help community members come together. And speaking of our great drug-free all-star program, Abby doesn't know it yet, but she's going to be on a, a podcast sometime soon. I don't know if she's reluctant or not, but she's awesome at what 
what she does. Great. Yeah, she'll she'll do amazing. But uh, during the shutdown, we were able to safely do our drug free all star interviews and have that process for the twenty twenty one school year that's coming up. But from your end, and I guess just our whole organization, describe that process and what uh, you and Abby and all of us have to consider getting it down to the the final chosen all stars that not only represent. I heard this a hundred times in the interviews I said in, they represent their school, they represent the community, they represent us as an organization, but it's a, it's really a big, big deal that we take very seriously. It is. And it's something that, that we have to convey that seriousness because, you know, I mean, kids nowadays, they're, they're just like adults are sometimes trying to pad their resume and, mm-hmm. you know, have a nice little list of accomplishments and, and clubs that they've joined so that the colleges, you know, they'll, they'll stand out among their peers. And although the drug-free all-star program is certainly one that uh, looks good on a college, you know, application, it's something that, that we have to be very clear to people and to our students that when they're applying for this, it, this isn't just a bullet or a line on, on your college application or your resume. This is something that you have to really believe in and you have to be passionate about because um, when it comes to your peers, they, uh, you know, they'll call you on it. And, and we certainly have experienced that as an organization. We're sending mm-hmm. these youth out into the community to be our voices and to be role models. And if, if we have kids in our program that, aren't making good choices or they're just, you know, maybe they're hanging around people that don't make good choices. Then ultimately that, that uh, diminishes the effect that our organization can have in the community. So we have to be real careful and um, really kind of hammer these kids in the interviews. And sometimes we do multiple interviews and they have to have references and we have to really make it clear to them that, that yes, they're going to be, you know, that they, they want to be drug-free, but just because they want to be, that doesn't mean that it, that's how it happens. They have to commit to it. They have to be passionate about it. And they have to make hard choices their senior year to say no and not go to a party where there might be underage drinking or say, mm, sorry, I, I can't hang out with these friends that I always have hung out with in the past. And that, that's hard. That's a big, that's a big ask mm-hmm. of these kids. And I think it's fair to say right now, between 50 and 60, we'll have between the six school districts. And I guess we have some homeschool as well in the county. Yeah. Yeah. We have um, all of our, we have applicants that will be accepted this year from uh, every high school in the county, including our charter school. And um, we have, we have a homeschool applicant. So it's, it's great to have that representation. We, we do want to make sure that our, our county is well represented and, um, you know, just based on the interviews that we've had and the applications that we had, I have, I can tell that we're going to have a great group of kids. This year may look a little different than mm-hmm. years past and what all stars in the past uh, were able to do. But, you know, I think our staff and I'm sure you'll agree with me, our staff and, and Abby, we're committed to making sure that these all stars have the best experience possible. And uh, we, we, we really rely on them to, to be our voice. So we'll make sure that, mm-hmm. that we have, give them opportunities to, to be able to do that. Yeah, because we learn so much from them too. It's amazing. We could, this could be a whole other podcast episode, but we learn so much and they inspire us too. I think that's why we're so fulfilled doing what we do and uh, 
a big picture of things, but uh, Sharon mentioned that some of it might change. Uh, end of August, that's one of my highlights to get to do some tobacco education. Then we have other groups. ADAC comes in and we educate them on some of the different substances. And Sharon, like, I don't think you mind me saying this, but Sharon gives her, I don't know if it's mama hen speech. What do you call it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's part mom, but part yeah. just, you know, being the boss. Yeah. Um, Whatever they want to look at me like, but you know, having being a mom of two teenagers, I think I probably come off sounding like a mom. <laughs> yeah, they, it's serious though. They they get the message certainly in a, in a great way. But okay, uh, Bonnie has our project quit classes up and going for smoking cessation. That include tobacco cessation. I should say they include smoking, spit tobacco, and e-cigarettes. But we had a big media push, big social media push, but. How excited are you about that, gaining some momentum? Because it's, it's not just this month, but we hope to kind of run this for on and on and on and keep going. Yeah, super excited. We, um, you know, we really planned this and we're ready to roll this out as here we are. have been in, in, you know, quarantine and so many things have been shut down and we really didn't know if people were going to show up, but they have. And Bonnie's doing an amazing job with that class. And we've got participants that are excited and, and eager to quit, you know, whatever nicotine. I think everybody in this current class are, are smokers. They, they want to be able to quit. But we know that that nicotine addiction is just, man, it is tough. And hearing these participants' stories, um, it's, it's heartbreaking. Um, so many of them started early you know, before the age of, you know, 14 and that nicotine just hooks them and, and they become addicted for life. And, and they're working through that process right now. And Bonnie's walking right alongside with them. And we're trying to give them the resources to be able to put down the, the cigarettes and, and walk away from it. But yeah, we're super excited about that. And we hope to be able to continue to have these virtual classes I think that's probably been the biggest surprise out of this virtual class is that uh, the connections were made right at the very first meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you wouldn't think that would be possible, you know, doing it virtually, but connections were made and, and these participants are already relying on each other for motivation and support. And, and that's what we want to, we want to continue. Yeah. And I was really hopeful after talking to some of the people, I was calling them and reminding them and saying, Hey, you still interested? Can we get you signed up? And, said, no, I'm not much of the technology, but I want to do it yeah. when we get in-person classes. So there are a lot of people, I think, we, we're just touching the the tip of the iceberg, so to speak, right now. Yeah, sure, for sure. And speaking of, uh, but our annual tobacco prevention trip will be uh, with uh, between 20 to 30 students to the Say What conference was canceled because of this pesky pandemic. But uh, we were excited to have 25 that had still signed up for the virtual Say What Summit. For those that don't remember, students, adults, and youth working hard against tobacco. And I can't wait for this because the Say What folks at the state level always do a, a tremendous job. And I think we've got a lot of buy-in. Again, not the all the drug-free all-stars, but this is really a different pool of, of youngsters. Uh, youngsters, that's very condescending. The, the students that we have signed <laughs> yeah. up for the virtual Say What. Yeah, yeah. We're excited to to have... Um, several of of the younger students uh, to be signed up for this, and you know we've we've had the partnership with Say What for so many years. Um, they're a, another you know organization like us that have a long history of uh, of trustworthiness and and dedication to the cause, and so that partnership has been great. And 
uh, you know, I, I can only imagine having to shift a four day in-person conference to a virtual two day platform and not even two full days, but I have full faith that they're going to do a bang up job because they always do. And I do have a little bit of an insider information in uh, that. My oldest is uh, one of the consultants that still, uh, you know, touches base, base with say wet and helps them with some of their planning. And, and he does tell me that it is going to be a great, great conference this weekend. So we're excited about it. Yeah, can't wait. That's always our highlight. And with obvious reasons, uh, it was just uh, impossible at the time they canceled. And still now, that, that they made the right call in, uh, sure. in canceling that and making it virtual. But all right, we're up against our time. But I guess we have all the time in the world. It's a podcast. But uh, any big things on the horizon as I, I kind of shift my direction to the fall, which, again, we're kind of shrugging our shoulders here. What do we do when we don't know the full? It looks like most of the schools are going to go back with maybe a small delay and at worst. But it, it, our, our school year, our, our year is centered around the school year, right? What we right. think about the next couple months, I guess, of planning. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of this hurry up and wait thing where, yeah. you know, like you said, shrugging your shoulders, nobody really knows what's going to happen. But we're remaining flexible and open, hoping that we will still be able to uh, get into the schools to deliver our prevention message if we're not able to go physically into the schools, then we just want to make sure that teachers and administrators know that we we are open and available to doing virtual or recorded sessions or whatever we can do to to fit into the nooks and crannies of their day so that we're, you know, that we're not bothering them, but we're able to come alongside them and support them and and really get that message out to kids um, of of prevention. All all these substances that may be pulling their attention away from school and, and from their you know regular life. We, we want to be there being that voice saying, hey, keep making right the right choices. Hey, thank you, Sharon. Appreciate it. Yeah. No, thank you. Again, we're super excited about our podcast. We, we feel almost famous, mm-hmm. right? And the numbers prove it. We got a lot of folks uh, tuning in from in and around. We That's had right. a lot of uh, California there was nice. some, I don't think I told you this, but Alaska, there's or a lot of Kentucky. I was like, okay, this this is pretty neat. I'm used to the kind of terrestrial radio just inside this right. uh, little area, right. but uh, loving the podcast. Come, come all. We're, we're, we'll take any listeners that we can get to, to hear our message of prevention. Thank you much. Talk to you soon. All right, thanks. That's uh, Executive Director Sharon Crook here at the Coalition. And once again, thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Coalition 936 podcast, Coming Together for a Better Community. Hey, that's just what uh, she said. But a huge help to us is uh, please subscribe to that podcast. We're on Apple, uh, Spotify, Podbean, among a few others. But we're also dipping our toes into the YouTube waters. So if you want to throw us a bone... We'll give you that uh, subscribe back, not a follow back, but a subscribe back if you support our page on YouTube, I guess if you're another group. But uh, one other big reminder, our project quit classes that we talked about with Bonnie. But uh, if you know someone that has said they want to quit smoking, Coalition here for you. But you can go to AngelinaCoalition.org as a project quit link. And, uh, there you can sign up for those classes. Have a great rest of this day. God bless. And we'll talk to you next time here on the Coalition Podcast.